Welcome to the Great Park Hop. My name is Julian James, and once again, joining us live from the Hall Cave, where he's still neck deep in Disneyland magic, the man, the myth, the legend, Henry Hall. Every other week we get together to discuss the latest and greatest theme park news, happenings, and burning topics from the lands of Disney, Universal, and beyond. Before launching into things, we always like to note that Henry works at the Walt Disney Company. As always, though, his opinions are fully his own. So how about it, Henry Hall? Disney Premier Access, a.k.a. paid Fast Pass. We talked a little bit about this last week during our uh, our kind of solo micro episode about how it's being implemented into Paris. Is it coming here to... The U.S. parks, is it coming to Disney World? Is it coming to Disneyland? We don't have fast passes. People are worried. Henry, bring us home. Uh, Is this something we should be concerned about? I think it's definitely something we should be concerned about um, because it does worry me that we haven't got fast passes yet. And I feel like the one reason we haven't yet is that they're waiting to see like how the paid system goes over in Paris and that paid system is terrible. Uh, I mean, it's just like the worst implementation they could, could have done uh, from everything I've read about it. And, and it's already sounds like it's already been causing problems in Paris. And it, I don't even know if it's started up yet. I know they, they have like a, a new kind of like standby system that, is like causing huge lines. And I think they're saying like, it would just be better if we didn't have that at all. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I believe the, I believe the issue with standby was that people were clustered at the, at the queue entrance waiting for their time to come up for the standby pass where they could get into the queue. And so because, uh, you know, everyone was just clustered around the entrance. It was just like this, 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 kind of massive confusion of people waiting for their time to be called. Not good. Yeah. I mean, and I, I really do feel like they're waiting to see how this goes over. I think some, I've, I've already read some articles where people were saying like, why didn't they just go for the same thing that like universal implemented? If you're going to go with a paid system, uh, you need to do like an addition to your ticket but the way they're doing it just seems like way, way more expensive because it's like, what, $10 a ride per ticket? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yep. man, that is just it's like eight euros. Yeah, I mean, it's in euros, but uh, I think it, it amounted to about ten, nine to $10 per ride. And yep. that's just like, that's just crazy. I mean, it. It sounds like, yeah, it's definitely a system that, like, the haves will be able to take advantage of, but it's basically a system that they can only take advantage of. Because, I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Like, a family of four say, okay, we're going to get get this. You know, that's $40 per ride. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Well, it's like, I could, I could see the, I could see the logic if I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second, uh, uh, the Disney devil advocate right now. Um, and I could see where they're coming at it thinking, and again, this was like my mindset as well when, because they do have this system in Shanghai. When I visited Shanghai, 
the, the one nice thing I will say about it is that because it isn't an all in kind of uh, payment that you're making, because it is just kind of like, yeah, piecemeal ride, but you know, a per ride um, a payment that you're making, you can use it as needed, or at least you can think about it as needed. So rather than saying like, yeah, I want everything, maybe the one or two rides that you really wanted to ride were slammed and everything else was fine. So then you're only paying, you know, $20 as opposed to, you know, $100 for whatever. And only a couple of rides really needed it. Mm, maybe. I mean, but you're also thinking of that from that as a, a one-person <laughs> trip. So like a one person, you're, you're the one person going. So yeah, it's $20 just for you, but, you know. But again, that applies though to, if you're talking about a universal thing, right? Like that would apply. It's like a hundred, $120 for universal pass. Wouldn't that apply to the entire family? Oh too? yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I don't, I, I think it's expensive, but it's not a, like a, a per ride and you can use it like you basically it applies to all the all the rides except for like one mm -hmm. or two i guess in orlando i think in in hollywood it's it's all the rides but then all the shows and stuff like that so it's it it, it would be at least like you're at least getting uh, i i would say much more value out of it than you would as far as it it's not costing you 10 dollars per ride Unless, of course, Got you it. only feels like more bang yeah, for buck, pretty much. Um, but it is, it is. I think there's still you're still going to get the same effect as that. There's fewer people who are going to buy that, so you get it, it is kind of a little bit more exclusive type deal. I don't know. It, it's it, the ten dollars per ride seems a bit excessive. So I, I mean, I think you're right. Um, that point, it is good that you can only, you could buy it just for one ride and, and that's cool. Uh, cause, but then I imagine everybody would just buy, be buying it for like four rides or something like that <laughs> for the whole park and whatnot. It's a slippery slope, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know you, I think what happens is with something like if you were to like maybe charge, $30, you would maybe get more people to opt into buying it. I don't know. It's, it's, mm. it's a tricky thing, but either way, I really felt like on my trip that we really needed fast pass back. And I don't mm. know if, if yeah. it really feels like they're maybe waiting to see how the system goes over in Paris before opening things up. Or the other thing that did come to mind is that they haven't brought enough people back to work off of furlough mm. to like uh, to deal with uh, the fast pass line as well. Um, dealing with you know managing the fast pass systems uh, and whatnot, and getting those people like checked into the lines because it seemed like. Uh, they only had like maybe two cast members uh, at the front of the line and that wouldn't be enough for them to be like checking people into their fast pass as well. So it, I mean, that 
you know, not having enough staff was recently why they were uh, protesting this last Saturday on the 60th anniversary, 66th anniversary outside because uh, the there's still a lot of staff that are furloughed and they're not being brought back but the current staff that is there is being forced to do more work so uh that's i think that is why that that protest was happening so (laughs) (laughs) the business of magic making. yeah i mean they had the sign up saying like uh, we make the magic and disney makes the money so uh yeah yeah. no doubt about that um yeah, I think the yeah, it's uh, it'll be in really interesting to see where it it kind of lands. I think the thought that I had, and I was kind of talking a little bit, or, or starting to explore this thought last week, was it, is it possible? So you were saying you're, you're you're right, like they're using Paris as a test case, which definitely makes sense. Of course, they've got like I said it, in Shanghai, but it's a very different kind of demographic that's coming to that park. Uh, Paris is a little bit more aligned with what we have going on in the U.S. I also think, though, they've had another test case that's, that was that that they have years of data with, specifically with Mass Max Pass, mm-hmm. right? Because Max Pass was paid for additional features <laughs> pass, right? Yeah. Like it didn't. It wasn't like, hey, here's a new system that everybody has to funnel into. It was like, hey, you can pay to make your life a little bit easier when you're using FastPass. And, you know, get we'll throw in PhotoPass as well. Um, and so part of me too, and, and so because that remained pretty much a West Coast Park only thing, you could only get MaxPass. It was only offered at Disneyland Resort for Disneyland and California Adventure. Never went over to Disney World I'm I'm almost wondering is it possible that what we see whenever whenever we see it we see a different version in Disney World that we see at Disneyland hmm I don't know but you know actually thinking about uh it you know knowing that like at Disney World I don't think they brought back they haven't brought back fast pass yet either they so no, it does make me think that they're waiting to see what happens in Paris to, you know, open up a whole new pay for fast pass system. But yeah, I don't, I don't think so this time. I think they're going to roll out whatever they feel ha- uh, is best that comes out of Paris to both parks since they're holding off mm. on, on fast pass from both parks. Well, no doubt that it'll be no doubt that there will be a change in the system. At least I, I think that makes sense. I think the um, the thought I had that made me that made me consider that perhaps what we'll see on the West Coast is different is is what we've been talking about all along, which is just the the difference in core audience, the different types of people that visit each park. Where in Disney World is a a kind of international destination where you do have people that are flying in from all over the world, all over the country that maybe have like, you know, do this trip maybe once a year 
maybe every few years, maybe this is their once in a lifetime trip. It's like an aspirational type of trip that people look forward to for a very long time. And I think those kinds of people maybe are a little, uh, uh, it's a little easier to justify spending a little bit extra to ride a ride that maybe you're not going to ride for a very long time. You know, you might not see flight of passage for a few years. Mm. Um, so then maybe it makes sense to skip a line that is like three to four hours, which flight of passage can get to. Maybe it makes sense to do that and, uh, you know, uh, pay a little bit extra in order to not sit and wait. Whereas like Disneyland, again, like it's all, it's like 50% locals, yeah. right? Like I, I, if I'm going to the park multiple times a year, I'm definitely not spending much money on a premier access pass. And I think that's where most of that clientele is going to come from, yeah, right? That's, I mean, you put bring up very, very good points. And I think. Yeah. Thank you, Henry. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Very uh, much. I, I agree. Yeah. Cause, cause I mean, especially the fact that you can do it for just the, the one ride, uh, uh, per ride basis so you don't necessarily expect you know i wouldn't expect everybody they people would be buying a lot of them uh it would just be like you said for flight of passage or slinky dog coaster or you know one of those like the really big big ticket rides that everybody swarms to so you you really get people only spending maybe about thirty dollars on this system, maybe at the most, maybe 10 to just $30 and not like, you know, they're not expecting to buy it for each ride. So yeah, I could see that. And that, that was the major thought that I had was like, well, we've already, again, we've already had max pass, which was like a park specific thing. I'm, I, it made me wonder, hmm, could there be something very, you know, a, a different way of, of approaching it? Uh, between each park. I don't know. Maybe yeah. uh, other question for you. This was, this was the other big question that I had for you. And then we can, uh, we can move on here. But the, the other big thing that I wanted to throw by you was what are the chances that the delay in discussion of whatever this new fast pass system is, is related to the delay or the timing of discussing what annual passes are, especially for Disneyland Park. Is it possible that we get a, a, an announcement close, if not right at the same time, to because part of the annual pass supplement is you get a certain number of paid fast passes? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that definitely sounds like something that they could use to like up a new tier of annual pass to kind of sweeten that, that upper tier. Uh, so maybe, I don't know though. I don't think maybe that that's, eh, that's a possibility. Definitely a possibility. The big kind of, Thing going against this, for lack of a better term, the the, the big aspect not going, uh, uh, the big aspect going against this is that obviously Disney World still has their annual passes, still selling. Well, they're they're not selling new annual passes. They are allowing people that have annual passes to renew annual passes. So, 
I guess it is a possibility too that, hey, whenever they get around to, if, if they were to tie the two together, could also go over there as well. Yeah, it's just so, I mean, having the two parks kind of operate differently makes things so kind of <laughs> tricky to try and figure out what the thinking is. But uh, I think, definitely, yeah, sure, I, yeah. I, I definitely think that Disney probably is thinking around the, if they aren't thinking what you've <laughs> come up with, at some point it probably was brought up. It had to have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it. If not, don't pass that one along. I think well, let's just let's just let's just keep their minds off of paid fast pass. But yeah, I mean, to your point, certainly it would not be surprising, I think, to anyone if that's the way that things go and that we are getting more of that sort of pay-to-play mentality when it does come to both Disney World, Disneyland, right? I mean, I think there's a certain amount of it that we accept and understand, right? Like, hey, you want to pay for whatever it is, three grand for a VIP pass, uh, uh, for a VIP tour? Sure, go for it. And you can skip the line, like, you know, all, all you want. But, uh, but uh, you know, same thing with like, hey, if you stay at a Disneyland hotel, you get free boarding passes, at least when those rides first uh, debuted. So there is like a certain amount of that, but it will be interesting to see <laughs> how how far they take it and also how far uh you know disney fans will accept it i my guess is is that disney fans are willing to accept a whole lot yeah yeah unfortunately but i think they still lately they've been kind of i think pushing it a bit much i think it's it, or maybe it's just coming more to to head just because you know a lot of people are more strapped for cash at this time so you know these things like matter a little bit more you know you, you some people don't have all that extra the extra cash they had before but they still want to get out and go to the parks but uh you know but we'll see you know i think i think they yeah. they've been really pushing it uh, and they're testing i think yeah. they're testing uh what fans are willing to put up with so <laughs> yeah it's definitely true like the the uh, the uh you know with the reopenings again like we've talked about this so much but the general complaint being hey we're paying less we're paying more we're paying, you know, for uh, we're paying for less. Basically, we're paying full price for less experience with this kind of slow reopening of rides and restaurants and attractions and yada yada yada. And a hundred percent true, of course, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're paying. They're not discounting anything. They're they're charging full price and telling you you either accept it or you forget about it. And um, but it does, man. It hits a little bit differently when. They take away a free service only to bring it back and then tell you that it costs money. Like that feels a little differently than, you know, hey, we're going to, we're slowly bringing staff back, maybe a little bit too slowly to your point, but uh, maybe we're, you know, we're bringing staff back. And so because of that, we aren't able to operate at full capacity. Like, all right, that sucks kind of understandable you can sort of understand uh, where they're coming from here 
the pay to pay to play fast pass is a, is a bit of a different bit of a different boat. Yeah, yeah, I agree because if the pay the pay to play always feels like that's just money grab, you know, it's something they found that they could just juice their juice their their customer base for more money. Um, so. And it it just feels like, and especially at this point, if you're going to give people like less, you know, you're, they're paying for full price for less, you know, not the full experience. But then if they turn around and say, okay, you're not going to get the full experience, but if you even just want to have kind of like that minimal experience, you're going to have to pay more on top of that for a service that we used to offer for free you're gonna have to now pay ten dollars per ride i think that'd be that'd be pretty pretty tough especially because uh you bit of a bummer man yeah especially because one of the things that they they were the protests were bringing up are definitely right is that uh besides having a less of an experience at the park your park experience is actually getting like definitely impacted by them not bringing people back. So, you know, the park's not as clean. Uh, things aren't as good as, as normal basically because the staff is just not there. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. Well, uh, regardless, do you feel like, we're going to hear about this new system or any change. Will the fast pass resolution, will we have fast pass 2.0 by the end of the year? You know, I don't know. I really don't know at this point, you know, <clears throat> with, with the way this, like the co uh, the pandemic has changed everything. I think, you know, all gloves are off. You you never know at this point. I think it's such a wild card mm. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I I think I'm still feeling like we will. I, I, it's like crazy for me to think that they're going to go through a 50th anniversary starting in October and also on the West Coast announce the new annual pass uh program without some answer to what fast pass is. I, I feel like you know, uh, they're going to have to do that, but we'll see. I mean, especially if capacities continue to increase, because I agree it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's very much a missed feature of, uh, of going to the park. So we'll see Henry Hall, but a couple of other park updates before we get onto the main event of the episode tonight, which is Henry Hall's magical experience uh, at Disneyland here, but a couple of Halloween Horror Nights updates. We uh, we have Universal Hollywood actually coming out and confirming that they are participating in the event. This is something we've known for a while now because the construction's been ongoing. It's been happening. We've uh, Anyone that's been out to Universal has been showing off all of the uh, Halloween Horror Nights stuff, and, uh, and so now we at least know, yes, for sure, this is a thing. We're not just uh, we're not just blowing smoke here and having fun randomly building you know tents for mazes that aren't Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, so it's going on from September 9th to October 31st at Hollywood. Uh, so far, 
they uh, pretty much have confirmed all of the same houses that have been confirmed for Universal except Beetlejuice. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Beetlejuice is is a Orlando-only house or uh, or not. Or I guess the Jack house as well, which they haven't updated on the website. But uh, but maybe that's going to be an Orlando thing as well. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, but speaking of houses, we do have confirmation for both Hollywood and Orlando, Texas Chainsaw, and Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. So uh, so there you go, Henry. If nothing else, you know that you uh, you have to look forward to being surprised with someone with a chainsaw running at you. You know, Texas Chainsaw always surprised me. I mean, it always perplexed me because anybody who's ever worked with a chainsaw how do you sneak up on somebody with a chainsaw? I mean, I always feel like when I watched that movie, it was a miracle. He got it to start on the first pool and then to have it start on the first <laughs> pool and then, and then get it and run with it and chase somebody with it. it just seems like you would have enough, enough uh, uh, of a warning to get away in time. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Major um, major flaw. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, given in the so original you were not movie, looking forward to the Texas Chainsaw House. No, uh, honestly, Texas Chainsaw. For some reason, I think of whenever I think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I, I feel like it smells. I don't know. <laughs> just, that is a, that is apparently a thing that they do at the houses out there. They make them smell. Oh no! Don't, don't tell me that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I guess uh, Texas Chainsaw House that they've done before. So, uh, if I remember correctly, I think this I think it was a pretty popular one. It seems like uh, a fitting kind of theme. And then Universal Monsters: Bride of Frankenstein Lives. They had a trailer attached to this that that uh, that made it seem pretty interesting. It looked like the storyline, or at least the setting that they were going for, what they were showing off in the trailer anyway, was the Bride of Frankenstein trying to bring. Frankenstein monsters, uh, Frankenstein's monster back to life. Mm. And uh, the entire time she was being attacked by like vampires or something like that. Interesting. So. Hmm. Sounds like something that the, the wife will like. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Add that to the list. So anyway, yeah, there we go. It's moving along. Still have quite a ways to go before we have full information on houses and scare zones. And I don't know if they're going to be doing any kind of performances. The other kind of thought I had, this isn't even a thought as much as just like, a, I don't know, a concern. Maybe it's a thought. I don't know. But so right now, L.A. County has been, uh, they've, they've put back into place the mandate for masks for indoor locations. One would hope that that mandate is no longer in effect in October because, uh, that would be a real bummer if you have to put a mask on right before you go into the uh, scare zone. Uh, necessary, sure. But man, like that's a that's another thing they've got to enforce then. It's like, geez. Yeah, I think the, that'd be rough. I mean, particularly for the actors because if they have to yeah. have all that makeup on and then have to have a mask on top of that or, you know, it's going to be even more troublesome so yeah fingers crossed 
Not worried. Not worried about it in Orlando, by the way, because you know Florida is just Florida. Don't care. Bring it on. Anyway, those are the real updates. It was it was a pretty mild week in terms of news. Obviously, we kind of uh, had an update last week. Don't normally do that, so we got a bunch of the stuff out of the way. But yeah, like I said, quiet week, which is perfect because uh, you know the theme park gods knew. That ahead of everybody, coming down the pike, hard and fast, Henry Hall, with his ultra, uber, magical trip down to Disneyland. So, Henry, did it live up to expectations? I am so curious how things went. Well, the trip the trip was great. Um, we started off, uh, as you pointed out, we uh, we. We were able to actually change our tickets over to the California, uh, the special California, California resident ticket offer. So yes. we got nice. uh, our two day tickets became three day tickets for for it was only fourteen dollars per ticket. So a total of twenty eight dollars for an extra day for uh, fourteen dollars per ticket. So we we both got an extra day for just fourteen dollars. So that was so. I normally rest before I go to the parks. This time I did not. So it was there. It we was hit the ground running and and kept going. Uh, so <laughs> it it was uh it was an exhausting trip, <laughs> needless to say. So, uh, but it was great. You know, first thing we did was, uh, well, we lucked up in that uh, before we got there, I think the, I think almost all the parks were like, uh, the park reservations had filled up, but then they had released some more. Uh, but even then, uh, Disney Disneyland reservations were not available, but we were able to get a, uh, go into DCA, which was great because that's where we really wanted to go so we could get more time in Avengers campus. So, yeah. So we went to Avengers campus. Now, off the bat, uh Avengers campus, uh I think the it came up with like, you know, the I think the pros to it is that compared and most of these comparisons are to, you know, to uh, Galaxy's Edge since it's the next newest land that they've done. Um, it, sure. uh, it feels more alive than galaxy's edge. As far as you have more entertainment and more photo ops going on, uh, because you have more characters really going to, to draw from, I guess that are standout characters, uh, for people to do photo ops with and they do, and it was easy for them to do them at a distance. So, uh, so a lot more, more lively, um, land. And I found too, that, uh, cause the land is smaller. You could literally find like, you could stand in like one place and from one spot, you could really f- pretty much watch like almost all their, entertainment shows that they had going on like if you went around mm. it seemed like the magic hour was about 
250 to like 350 was like the best time to be in Avengers Campus because they did almost like all the shows, uh, all the character like little special shows in that time frame. So you could watch Spider-Man and then you could see uh, uh, the Avengers, uh, the Black Widow little uh, little uh, show. You could see uh, the Dora Milaje come out and do their uh, exposition, their little like uh, thing. And then, uh, and then you could end with uh, Dr. Strange. Uh, so, and nice. you, you could definitely stand in one spot, watch the Avengers show, watch the Jorah Melange, and then actually even see Doctor Strange. Uh, I looked up and mm. I was like the first one in line for the Doctor Strange. So we got like premium uh, spot in the Doctor Strange area for the his 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 show, which seemed to be the most popular of the shows. Uh, at least the line seemed to be really long. It went all the way into like cars land, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I was the front of it. I was the beginning of the line, which was awesome. Um, nice. Uh, so, and the shows are, I actually was surprised that the shows are pretty short, but I actually kind of liked them being short because they, they don't, they don't go unnecessarily long. So you, cause you, since most people are sitting there, stand are standing there watching it, you don't want a show that's going to be yeah. like 30 minutes long. It's going to be tough to stand there for 30 minutes to watch a, a show. So most of them are only like what, 10, 15 minutes at the most. Uh, but totally. so I actually like the shorter uh, shows. Uh, I think they are appropriately short. Um, so that was nice. Uh, now the cons for the land, it's small. <laughs> so it, when it gets crowded, it can feel a bit claustrophobic. Uh, and not, a, and as you pointed out before, there's not a lot of seating actually in the land. Uh, so, yeah. so, and there's not a lot of like, you know, shade either, like you said. So these are, both things that dude totally so um one thing that I, I think probably people don't really think about but i think galaxy's edge really knocked this one out the park the bathrooms like it seems like they didn't update mm. the bathrooms like the bathrooms are just like plain mm. bathrooms uh and, it, and sometimes I, I feel like the land they just did enough like they they worked on certain things, but other things they just kind of said, "Well, is it functioning? All right. Well, we don't really have to just put some paint on the outside, and and we're good." Uh, so like the bathrooms yeah. was one of these things where they really probably should have like expanded the bathrooms and updated them and made them feel like different, like they do in Galaxy's Edge. So, and they didn't. And there's only one bathroom. <laughs> so yeah i was gonna say where are they even in a vendor's campus because I, I ended up going to the one that's by the um you know where the captain marvel uh airplane is it's it's that well it's the uh oh that one's out of the land yeah uh yeah, that's where i had to go because i was like i don't even know where i'm going here for it's a kind of the campus. bathroom is kind of over by uh web slingers 
because they have Ooh, they have okay. one of the little Weird. spider bot things like above uh the entrance uh yeah it's gotcha and that was one of the things too is like it's so weird because it feels like it should be more open than it really is like it feels a little bit kind of closed off even though there is the opening that goes to cars land but it feels kind of buried i don't know it does make it kind of feel more uh, a little bit smaller than it probably is because of how it is. And then they didn't add, and this is where I say that they didn't really like update things. They didn't add any, like there's no water filling stations in there. Oh, there, there will, I can confirm that there is, is there really where was there is it's not again, not easy to find. I only noticed it uh, because I was waiting in line for like two hours for the uh, Doctor Strange show, but it is right next to the Doctor Strange show. If you're looking right at the entrance to the Sanctum, it's to the left of that. That water fountain area has a b- water bottle oh, filling okay. station. Okay, well then, well they didn't have one over by the the bathroom next to the the uh, water fountains there. So, where, where you would expect yes. to look for one? So right? yeah. okay, so I take it back. I guess there was a water filling station. They just didn't. They didn't uh, like really point them out. Yeah. Wasn't clear. Okay, so I guess yeah. I, I have to take that one back. Uh, but yeah, th- I mean, only halfway. Only half take that yeah. back, Henry. Well, but I mean, it, I mean that's for the land itself. It definitely does not feel as good as like I. The whole idea of like, oh, this is the Avengers campus in a theme park. It's just so weird. And it it doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel like as immersive as say Galaxy's Edge, which does feel like you're going into a land outside of a theme park, whereas uh, Avengers Campus just feels like you're in a theme park. <laughs> so um, yeah, totally. uh, I think the edge goes to like uh, Galaxy's Edge for looks. Uh, for entertainment and overall like life of like the, the, of the land, I think that goes to Avengers campus. Um, so, uh, and it was weird that they like, for some reason they put a barricade around the arc reactor right at the opening of, uh, at the end, one of the entrances. Really? Yeah. And it's, it was so weird. Cause it's like in the middle of the walkway. And I think I even saw an article where they were saying like, they barricaded it for some reason, but we don't know why it just feels weird. Yeah. So, huh. um, but you know, because we had two days in DCA, uh, we did get a chance to taste a lot of the food. So, uh, and we even had some of the alcoholic beverages. Here we go. So, um, uh, first thing we, we had was we tried the shawarma and we even went to, uh, the shawarma palace too. So I could confirm your findings of the shawarma. So, um, I didn't find and? I didn't find that the shawarma was greasy. It wasn't greasy, uh, and I got both the New York 
uh, New York Tastiest and the Impossible Victory Falafel. Uh, the mm. uh, New York Tastiest, which is just the chicken, it wasn't greasy, but f- I, I guess maybe the uh, Schwarmers were older, maybe. So, like, literally, my the the bread was falling apart on both of them. Mm. So like as soon as you pick it up it's just like the bread is just deteriorating in your hand. So it got super <laughs> messy. Uh it was tasty but for the cost I like if you I guess the best comparison would be to maybe to Galaxy's Edge the uh the Ronto wraps uh cuz they're about yeah. the same price. But uh, the Ronto wrap is far superior. Oh, man. There's no mm. contest between Agreed. those two. And especially yeah. when you look in the shawarma, it's like you got just the chicken. It's like literally just chicken and sauce in there, and then you get the side of more sauce. And that's it. It's, it's not like they're putting anything else in there besides the chicken. It was just chicken. Uh, it was sure. weird, the uh, impossible victory the one that was impossible which makes it makes you think there would be like some impossible meat there no there, <laughs> there was never like like falafels not made of meat hmm. so i don't know why i guess maybe they're no. they're they sponsored it so that that's how they're marketing it but uh it's just kind of weird but that just had the falafel and some cauliflower uh it was super dry so I definitely would pass on it. Um, it's not worth it. Now, so now if you were forced to say a take it or leave it for the chicken, the New York's, New York's tastiest, is that a take it or I'd leave it? I'd say leave it. There's, um, there's the better things leave to, it. to spend your money on because it's like $13. Got it. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's just yeah, not totally. worth it for that price. You know, I was eating it. I was like, uh. I mean, it was it was tasty, but it's not worth that thirteen dollars. Yeah. So, um, and then we went gotcha. we went to Pim's tasting kitchen, test kitchen, uh, and then we had um, we had the not so little chicken sandwich, and we had the impossible full spoonful. We had. Uh, the atomic fusion pretzel uh, and the choco smash and the pimini. Mm. So we've had, we had pretty much all the, the big, big things. Uh, yeah. Again, this is over two days. So we didn't have them all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, yeah. uh, I like it. The, everything was actually tasty. The one that actually surprised me was the impossible spoonful. I really liked the mm. impossible meat, but it's like the, uh, the, the meat impossible meatball, possible meat, meatball was really, really good. But then the, it was paired with that, uh, with the pasta, with that super basic pasta sauce that it just felt like it just kind of took it down. Like, the pasta actually hurt it instead of making it better, I guess. It was 
it was just so plain. Uh, but I get it. Like it's something that pretty much anybody could eat. Uh, but it was just super plain. Um, but still it was, it was the impossible meat ball itself was really, really good. But again, I think the pimini was the best thing to get out of those things. Uh, the, the chicken sandwich Mm. was good. Um, I think ours was a little bit on the more done side. (laughs) I think it also depends on what time of the day you go, you know, it was a bit on the dark side, darker side of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people, we've heard that the Atomic Fusion pretzel wasn't all that great, but ours was good. But also, which might be a, a, a trick to this, is to get a fresh one. Um, because mm. when we went, uh, the wife does not like the blue cheese. So we had to order, ask for one without blue cheese. So they had to make a fresh one. Uh, So, um, Mm. and if you, when you walk up, you can definitely see that they have a bunch of this stuff already ready to go. So, you know, one of of the things might be is that this pretzel doesn't last for very long with all this stuff on it. So you want to get it fresh. Right. So um, might be a tip to get it. Even if you want all of it on there, just ask for a fresh one. I'm sure they'll make you one. Uh, the Choco Smash was actually really super good. Like it, it tastes yeah. like a candy bar, but better. Like it's it's just hard to like. <laughs> well, it's weird because like you when you bite into it, you go, "Man, this tastes like a tastes just like a candy bar, but it's better." <laughs> so, uh, to be, we're, we're, we done we it. bought it and we took it home with us. So, uh, the wife has been eating on it still. And she, uh, she, she calls out when she's eating it. So she's like, chuckle smash. And she takes a bite. You know? <laughs> How many days does it last? It's lasted quite some time. Cause she only takes maybe, cause it's pretty big too. So she only takes maybe huge, like yeah. a bite. <laughs> when she goes to eat it, she only has like one bite out of it. Um, so yeah. I finally actually got a, a second bite out of it. I had a, I took a bite of it when we first got it. And then, uh, and then I hadn't had another bite until like last night, but, uh, but it's really good. Definitely. Everything was worth trying at least once. So, uh, Pingo Dose. Pingo Dose, I actually really liked it. Uh, The wife said that it tasted like, kind of like a lemon-lime creamsicle. So, is what she Mm. said. And she liked it, too. But I may have liked it more than her. Because I I got two of them. Like, I didn't buy the big big can. um, But I did buy, like, we did go there twice. And I think the second time we went, I, don't, I didn't get anything to eat, but I did get uh, a drink. I got the Pingo Dose. And then as far as uh, the alcoholic beverages at, uh, at Pim's Tasting Lab, uh, we had four of the drinks. We got the 
I got the honey buzz and I got the molecular meltdown and the wife got the regulator and the particle fizz. And they were all pretty good. Nice. I wasn't super big into the molecular meltdown. Uh, I don't like super, super dark beers, but it was, it did taste like everything it said. My problems with it was that, I mean, I'm not just, I'm just not into that, you know, in the, the super dark. That was the stout with ice yeah. cream, right? But I tell you, my yeah. biggest, my only problem with it really was that putting, for some reason, putting in ice cream in there does what it says. That stuff becomes so messy. Like, you do not want to, like, push down that ice cream unless you have at least drank some of it out because it just starts like bubbling up and I just had this huge mess on my hands <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't even know that. And I, I, and we were trying to find a place to sit down. Uh, we found that most of the time we stayed, we went to the, um, the Hyperion seating area out there, the, the overflow seating area behind the, the, yep. Swarm plant palace too. That was the best place to find seating, and it was actually shaded as well. So yeah, walking from Pim's uh, tasting uh, lab to uh, to that area was like I was just like had a mess on my hand going there. So <laughs> uh, yeah, as soon as dodging yeah, people is it pretty messy, but uh, the wife liked it. It definitely tasted like chocolatey and and uh but it's 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 a pretty it's pretty strong uh, but the other like uh the honey buzz, which was interesting, I don't know they have started changing it because uh, I think uh before this drink had like a a honey straw in it, which basically is a straw with more with actual honey in it, they don't have that anymore they had a they had like no. a hard honey candy stick that they put in it. So oh. I don't know if they've changed oh it for good or if they ran out of honey straws and that was the change that they just changed it uh, temporarily. But I think one of the problems people have said with issues that people have had with the drink is that it was too sweet. I think that may have been part of the issues you had actual honey like that straw in there i think without it it, sure. it doesn't it's not overly sweet so maybe they did change it for that but it wasn't overly sweet to me uh the regulator was was tasty and the particle fizz was actually really good too but i keep hearing that that's uh just like white claw um but uh but all the drinks, alcoholic beverages were good. Um, uh, I think they, some of them, I mean, if you're really into alcohol, yeah, they're worth a, 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 te, a, a, you know, to check out one or two of them. I don't, I wouldn't suggest going overboard with them because they are expensive. Yeah. Uh, like 15 bucks a pop, yeah, right? Yeah, 15 to 16 because like some of the drinks, like the Honey Buzz, I think has like a different version, uh, the Honey Fusion, which is like the, like, um, it's like the beer-based one, or you can get the hard alcohol version, which was the Honey Buzz. So some of the drinks have, you know, mm. like uh, the Regulator is the, uh, 
it was we got the beer based one, but they have a, a hard alcohol one, which adds like an, another dollar to to the drink if you get the hard harder hmm. version. Interesting. Yeah, but the molecular meltdown is yeah, just that's... that doesn't have a a hard alcohol version. And then we right. we of course had the Terran treats. We had both of them the the sweet spiral yeah. ra- ration and the cosmic cream orb. Both were actually tasty. Uh, I think the cosmic cream orb was better a uh, better of the two. Um, it was whoa. Yeah, okay. It was interesting because the um, the cream is. In the description, I think it calls it a raspberry cheesecake cream, uh, which kind of put the wife yeah. on, like, because uh, she doesn't like cheesecake, the flavor of cheesecake. Um, but to me, and even to her, it actually tastes like, it doesn't taste like cheesecake. It tastes like raspberry cream, but the raspberry in it, for some reason, and I didn't see any, like, bits of actual raspberry in it but it tasted like fresh raspberries for some reason it was like crazy but it was like it when you eat when you taste the cream it tasted like just like fresh raspberries in this cream um so it was really good it was really really great good um i enjoyed the sweet spiral ration too the only problem was was the like it actually the in it felt a little bit too chewy, like it might not have been completely done on the inside, um, compared to other churros. You know, I expect a, the internals yeah. of a churro to be to be you know soft, but this felt a little bit on the even softer side. It almost like a, I I almost felt like it was like a. Uh, like a cinnamon roll where you know how like a, the interior of a cinnamon roll sometimes is like almost like gooey and it almost feels like it's yeah. underdone. Uh, I had that same kind of feeling with the, yeah. with the, uh, the pineapple juro roll that uh, the spiral yeah. ration. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not, it doesn't, it feels too soft. Like it's not done. Uh, so that was, was weird. and it's, it's small. <laughs> it's a little mm. bit small. Like you feel like, it doesn't feel like that's a full size churro. They did cut that sucker down a bit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But it was still tasty. Now, are you going to be interested when they bring in other flavors? Yeah. I mean, it was, I think uh, both of these, well, the, the spiral ration definitely worth one try to check out the flavors. Mm. Uh, otherwise, yeah. I would say the go to would be the, uh, the cosmic cream orb because that's the better of the two to me. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th- I definitely would try the other flavors. I love trying other flavors. Sure. Too, so, uh, dude. So generally it sounds like the food was a big hit for you at, uh, at Avengers yeah, campus. I think the, the food was really good. Uh, as you said, the, the, the tater tots were on point. I wouldn't say they were the best tater tots yeah. I got, uh, but they were at least comparable to like good, you know, properly made tater tots and were seasoned. So definitely uh, tasty. 
Uh, we didn't try. We did not have any of the breakfasts, the breakfast foods mm. in Avengers Campus. We're not big breakfast people, so. Totally. I mean, it sounds like you guys uh, had quite the tear through PIMS anyway. So, I mean, come on. So, uh, yeah, we had, I mean, one of the things that we definitely tried to do on this trip was try to get foods that we never eaten before uh, on this trip. So, we weren't eating a lot of stuff that we've had on previous trips. So, besides that food... uh, the wife also got uh, the mac and cheese, the the brisket mac and cheese at uh, Smoke Jumpers. Yeah. She heard about it, and and that was that was uh, a something that she made note that she had to have. So we we got it, um, and it was good. But uh, nice. Wait, so ho- mm-hmm. hold on. Before we leave Avengers Campus, Henry Hall, what was your take on web slingers? Okay. So here's the the big one. Uh, Here we go. So the first Buckle day up. we got there, we did get both days. We did get boarding groups, but the first day, mm. uh, web slingers was down for so long that our boarding group never got called. So we only got, dude. Yeah, unbelievable. So we only got to ride it once, but uh, okay. that one time I really did enjoy it. It was it was pretty fun. It wasn't as as much of a workout as some people had made it out to be, um, but uh, right. it was enjoyable. I really I had fun with it. There's a, as you said, there's a lot going on, and uh, depending on like your like how well you adjust to like game mechanics and stuff like that. Uh, you may take a while for you to actually get accustomed to what you're supposed to do. I was feverishly trying to, you know, take note of everything I, they were saying to us beforehand. And so when we got in there, I actually did pretty good. So uh, uh, nice. I did notice though, that if you want like, Definitely, if you want a higher score, sit in one of the center-type seats than not the outer seats. Because if you're trying to shoot a target that's to your, you know, if you're on the right side and it's on your right side, the 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 capture doesn't necessarily read right. Uh, but that Got may it. just, you know, that's the QA in me. <laughs> seeing that because I, I kept trying to shoot one like one of the high point ones was like right off it was right there and it just wouldn't read me trying to uh hit it uh the wife got a little wild too and she hit me a couple times <laughs> so uh and we didn't get the and we didn't get the 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 little uh gadget the the power band uh because I hadn't write, written it yet. I'm kind of glad I didn't get it. Yeah. I still, uh, I, I beat the pants out, off of everybody in our, our group. So I, I did pretty good. So. <laughs> uh, it's, it's totally, uh, yeah, I could see why people are kind of like frustrated. Cause it, it does totally feel like a, like a midway mania 
type ride. Uh, but I, I mean, I enjoy Midway Mania and I enjoyed this ride. Uh, as far as rides go, I still think the Spider-Man and uh, Islands of Adventure ride is is a better ride. Uh, but right. I think you're going to have fun on either one if you're Spider-Man fan. Uh, I think the idea that you can actually, like, I think you can actually affect what's going on in the uh, Web Slinger. So your ride experience can be different in 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 different ride in you know different riding it multiple times you can have different outcomes so that's cool um and learning stuff and whatnot because i don't we did not save (laughs) spider-man yeah really not my 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 people were pretty bad <laughs> Which is probably why Damn. I scored really high, uh, beat beat them so badly. Yeah. <laughs> so. So wait the 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 other comparison to make is you're saying definitely Spider Man and Islands of Adventure yes. is better. If you were to take Midway Mania versus Web Slingers, which is the better of the two? You think? Uh, probably Midway Mania. Um, just because, yeah, I felt the uh-huh. same way. Yeah, I felt the same way. No, I, I'm yeah. in agreement. It's, I mean, it, Midway Mania is better in just that you get set up and you you get more time to kind of you know get your bearings and 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 there's not as much going on so that it's just overflowing your senses with stuff uh, and you're trying to play catch up, but. Uh, you know, so it, it, I do think Midway Mania is, is better. And, and you also have the actual physical thing to kind of like use as a, you know, to, to shoot. So it makes it easier for reading and whatnot and gives you better feedback from when you're actually doing something right. Um, so I think that's better. But still, I mean, Web Sling is still definitely something yeah. that was fun. I enjoyed it. Plus, I, I enjoyed the totally. fact that I yeah, won because yeah, yeah. the wife beat me both times we went on Midway <laughs> Mania. So. <laughs> there you go, man. Balance. Balance is where yeah. it's at. So last thing then for Avengers Campus, unless you, unless you had other stuff too to nope. add to it. But what I was really curious about, specifically with you, you are... Hey, uh, as they as they coin them, I believe they call them Marvel Maniacs. Is that what they're is that what they're called, Henry? I have no idea. Marvel Maniac, <laughs> Henry Hall. I, I don't know. I don't think I have ever heard somebody use that term. But all right. <laughs> no, I I, uh, I wouldn't expect that you had. But um, but so as a, as a huge Marvel fan going in, what was your kind of set? Like, do you feel like they made good on? the kind of promise of a Marvel themed land, or do you think that they went way too mainstream by kind of like catering to the casual, you know, MCU Marvel cinematic universe uh, viewer? Um, I think they, they, they held back and they, they basically catered to the Mar- the MCU casual fan. I, I think it's, it's kind of weird too much though? yeah 
to some degree, it, it's just, it feels like they kind of did the kind of like how, how Galaxy's Edge said, okay, we're only doing, you know, we're not going to have any of the old, like, uh, Star Wars stuff in this. You know, we're not going to have the original trilogy stuff uh, in Galaxy's Edge. So they kind of pigeonhole themselves to all the new stuff, just the new trilogy. They kind of, Avengers Campus did the same thing by saying, hey, we're going to be MCU only. So there's a lot of other like really cool, like, but then they didn't to some degree. It's it's kind of a weird thing, Um, but they're kind of pigeonholing themselves to just MCU of course, when you go through Web Slingers, they do have like call outs to characters that aren't in the MCU. Um, so, I mean, like they they have all those lockers and uh, they definitely had some lockers mm. to characters that aren't in the MCU yet. So I don't know if that's telltale to say like, hey, these characters are coming to the MCU or they they actually went outside of what they said they were going to do. But I think hmm. it would have been better to kind of like say, this is Marvel. Like this is, this is just Avengers campus and not pigeonhole themselves to MCU. Uh, they could definitely like show all the MCU characters and stuff, but don't pigeonhole yourselves to that just because you're, you know, you're, you know, you're kind of limiting yourselves to this when you could probably bring out something at some point. But uh, I don't know. I think uh, from Disney plus, it sounds like they're bringing a lot of stuff on a lot of the characters on board, but I don't know. It does. They did definitely like cater to the casual fan of MCU, which I would have liked to see that they went maybe a bit more just open with it and sure because there's just so much more to to draw from i think with uh with star wars you don't have as many like notable characters to pull from but and marvel has so many more that it's just like you're limiting yourself a lot more than even galaxy's edge did but it's 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 the yeah. same kind of like pigeonhole they did, but I don't know. It seems like something that they could easily work themselves out of compared to Galaxy's Edge. Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's it it's still kind of. I mean, even though the the base of the land is there, they still have that phase two with the uh, Quinjet ride, right? So you could, I guess, do a whole sort of. Not necessarily kind of wipe, but do a whole full update to go. Yeah, with that, right? I just don't know where they put that line for the for, for the queen. Yeah, yeah, I had that thought too. Was like, wait, what? Where's it gonna go? Although the line for the web slinger just was like, it did the same thing that they did with the smugglers run, where you're like in the line that you see, and then the line goes into the into like the back where you know the cast member area (laughs) and you're like where did this come from and yeah it's like wow and uh that was kind of an interesting thing but 
I hope they they have something like that for, or they have room like that for the uh, Quinjet ride because it doesn't seem like there's much room outside of that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't. I'm I'm sure they'll fit it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, they that 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 whole kind of area um, in front of it is pretty open, you know, where they've got the logo and they kind of have the Dora Milaje walk through that whole courtyard is pretty open. So maybe they'll do something there. Yeah. But then it gets like, it gets, or maybe, I mean, or maybe it'll be like the, it'll be like smugglers run, like you're saying, and it'll be mostly an interior. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you need to, because that area, while it is really open, it gets super packed. It was getting super packed while we were there. Yeah. And uh, especially when they have like a show going on, it, it was just like, you can walk through there. So, um, I mean, I could walk through there, but I mean, it'd be tough <laughs> to have a line coming out yeah. there or anything. And then you have the shows going on, which I imagine they're still going to have the shows going on up there. So... Cool, man. So yeah, that uh so uh Vendors Campus, thumbs up, thumbs down. I think it's a it's definitely a thumbs up. It's something you should check out. Um the wife said it still needs another ride. <laughs> yeah, well, it's getting that yeah. at some point, right? But uh coming at you. Cool, man. Well, so what were give me a couple of other highlights from your Disney trip. Like, did you get a chance to hit that jungle cruise. We ride. did get a chance to ride the jungle cruise ride. <laughs> we looked up for this. Well, I didn't think it was running. It wasn't running all day. And I think we lucked up right when they opened it up uh, for the soft launch on the day we were there. So we were able to get on it pretty quick. Like, uh, and uh, the, I really liked the new changes I see what they they meant when they said that the the changes they were making would be uh, more kind of easy to integrate in the story um, because I think uh, before those the people who were treed by the rhino uh, were just kind of like nameless people treed by the rhino. Uh, now it kind of makes more sense. Um, and the the Trader Sam uh, replacement, I don't feel like there was really like, I mean, you definitely notice the change, but it's like, eh, it's all right. You know, I don't have a problem with it. It, it, it feels, yeah. you know, like they talk about it a little bit easier, uh, or at least it, it's a bit more amusing to look at it now. Uh, you miss a couple of like jokes that they they used to do with it, um, but I don't know. I never had. <laughs> it's it's definitely like eh, I enjoyed it. The new changes they they feel good. Sure, it felt good. That's I know a lot of people were worried about it, yeah. and it felt like everything was working too. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't just like hey. We opened it, we added these changes and didn't fix the other things that weren't working. Uh, they actually fixed the things that weren't no. necessarily working all the time. 
Sounds about right. Sounds about what we would expect. Well, yeah. Well, certain things like on other rides, the, one of the problems we did run into on our trip was a lot of rides were breaking down. A lot of rides. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Really? Oh. So we had. Okay. Was that the, was that the, like, I know they had a little, an electrical surge or something. Like I don't that. think that had anything to do with that. That wasn't the. Yeah. Different day. Cause like, uh, I think pretty much almost all the big rides were breaking down at some point, uh, during our trip. So like, um, like I said, web slingers broke down like most of the day on our first day at, uh, DCA. So like, it was just, it, I don't think it opened up until like maybe two. Like, I think I text you right after I noticed that like, as soon as it opened is like, like when I, you, we were talking, I think we were chatting and then it had just opened. I noticed it opened. I think that was around two ish mm. maybe. Um, yeah. So. Sounds about right. And it, and the queue goes a lot slower than uh, rise of, uh, rise of the Republic. Is it? Rise of the resistance. Resistance. Rise of the resistance. Um, so it, it, you're going to, can't expect it to move it doesn't move as fast so you definitely want to have a lower number being a lower uh boarding group number because i think our first boarding group number that uh we were in was uh, 180 and then the next day we went we were like half that <laughs> at 90 and i think we we wind up riding it around three and and the and the ride oh, wow, was okay. going all day at that point Mm. so it, it does move slower um but yeah all the major rides uh credit coaster midway mania uh, uh radiator springs racers uh goofy sky school broke down um rise of the resistance broke down it broke down right before our boarding group <laughs> <laughs> so like we had one more boarding group to go before we could get in line and it broke down. Uh, but thankfully Oof. it wasn't down for very long. So we still got to ride that. Um, I think Indiana Jones broke down a couple times. Uh, I think uh, Haunted Mansion broke down. <sighs> it seemed like everything was breaking down. Uh, so yeah, we'll, it was not good. Uh, and then it's tough because you're, you're all standing in like in queue for this whole time, you know, and, and it was weird. Cause like, um, while I think the, uh, the lines were good for the most part, we didn't have too, too long of lines, but, uh, you know, radiator Springs racers was still around like, an hour over an hour, but it was around an hour to uh, an hour and 20 minutes or so. But of course, standing in that like that line, like you said, you would be standing in the sun the whole time. So that's a rough line to stand in. Um, uh, so, uh, the lines weren't actually bad. It was definitely not like a peak summer like 
before pandemic, it was not like a, 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 a peak uh, theme park visit at that point. Because uh, then it would be like stroller everywhere. It was not that bad. Um, but you also couldn't uh, rely on the app. The app was like the times, the ride times on the app were so off a lot of the times. It was just driving yeah. me nuts because sure. we would go like, it'd be like, <laughs> oh, this is 40 minutes. And you're like, ah. Oh. And then you get there and it would be like maybe 20, 15 minutes. Or maybe it would actually be four, it'd say 20 minutes and it'd be 45 minutes to an hour. So, like, the app was like no help at all. Um, we did ride Snow White, and uh, that was that was good. Um, we enjoyed, yeah, good update, right? That update. We r- rode the Haunted Mansion, and we liked that update too. We actually, it did seem brighter to us as well. Mm. Um, so it is easier to see stuff. Uh, Mr. Toad's was not bright. It needs to have some work done with the lights because it was dark. Dude, that is the darkest ride yeah, ever. Like you could tell, like the uh, the black lights that usually they have to make the stuff glow, they were weren't working. So the like the stuff mm-hmm. wasn't glowing. Um. Uh. Yeah, I mean, so the crowds were good. Um, for the most part, although I have heard that was the, the f- crowds are was- getting worse now. Uh, yeah. most of the food places, uh, now had, uh, they had actual like walk up, so you didn't have to do mobile order, but there were just a couple of places that were mobile order only. Um, but they were, mm. that was only like two places. Um, and while it, it was kind of one of the things that we ran into that was kind of frustrating is that while the trip feels almost normal, it's not normal. Cause like they'd still limited, like the, they were uh, places still had limited menus. Uh, like they didn't have all the stuff that they normally have um, on the menu. Uh, then also like uh, the number of carts, they changed around some of the carts, but then also some of the like the carts were weren't operating at all. So like there weren't as many places to get like turkey leg. Um, mm. There weren't there Major weren't problem. as many places to get like the fruit either. Some of the fruit places weren't open. Um, so you know it it while it felt pretty close to being like normal, it wasn't. And some of the bigger places too weren't still open. Like uh, Carnation Cafe wasn't open yet. Um, the uh, the place uh, with the um, I think it's the Royal. Uh, I can't think of the, the where you get the bread bowls over by Pirates. That place wasn't open yet. Oh, Har- Harbor, uh, whatever it no, is, Harbor. No, that's Dally? that's the other one. Um, it's Royal Royal Veranda. Maybe it's Royal Veranda. I never actually have to like talk Red about Bulls. it. Are you, you're talking about no. French Market. 
it's the place right there. Um, let me see. It is, it is the, it is the Royal Street Veranda. Oh yeah, you're right. Royal Street Veranda. It's still not open. Mm. Uh, so I guess I've heard that they're waiting for bread bowls, but they, which may possibly be available in uh, August. Uh, the bakery over in uh, DCA wasn't open yet. Um, over in that uh, the food area over there, where they do the bread, yeah, the Pacific Wharf. Wharf. Um, so there's a lot of places. Even the the pizza place over in uh, DCA still isn't open yet. Uh, the Alien Pizza Planet had just opened up for uh, our visit. Uh, we did finally go mm. to Bengal Barbecue, and we both enjoyed uh, our skewers. And so it yeah, was buddy. good. Uh, and like you said, they they had the asparagus, uh, the spare bacon wrapped asparagus, but it wasn't on the mobile app. So, mm. um, but yeah, it's good skewer. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, the surprising thing was uh, for us was that uh, we went downtown Disney, downtown Disney. Most of the places down in downtown Disney are doing contact pay payment only, contactless payment only. So if you go there with cash, you're not going to be able to buy anything. <laughs> uh, it was kind of it's kind of surprising because. You go into the park, you can pay cash on pretty much everywhere, but uh, outside in downtown Disney, they were not accepting cash. Um, not cash uh, friendly. Uh, something that was kind of a, a surprise, nice thing was uh, we went to the Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, and they have these like uh, they have nice. the um, like these specialty like uh, month. Special of the month uh, beignets, which were pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, we got during our trip, they were the fruity crunch beignets, which had basically they were glazed beignets with uh, fruity pebbles on them, which basically taste, they taste like and? fruity pebbles. <laughs> they were really good though. They were really good. So I, I think it's, I hope they keep doing these like, special beignets of the month they had uh, a previous one that i i can't remember what flavor it was but i really wanted it i think it was like a a, a bananas foster beignet which i would have died to try actually yeah it was a banana which i would have mm. loved to have tried and the special thing that i ran into they still were selling the pickle corn dog so I got to try the pickle corn dog, and it was good. It was good. It was basically it tastes like a fried Did pickle you? with uh, with a hot dog. <laughs> uh, I did not like it with the peanut that butter though, um, but uh, 
it was good. Uh, it sounds, it looks like it's something that they may be keeping around because it wasn't listed as like limited time or anything like that. It was just on the menu. Generated too much social probably. media. And it's probably cheap. The surprising thing for me in the park was the pickles were terrible. Oh, that was yeah, going I had two pickles. Like the first one made me almost like swear not to buy any more pickles. It was that bad. They were like mushy and not very pickle, pickly. Um, so I was just like, it was just hard to eat. And then I, I got a spicy pickle when I was in Disneyland and it was better, but still not, not great is definitely not as good as, so I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's the supply issue or uh, I have noticed that some of the, my regular pickle supplies that I've gotten outside, like from uh, my normal places I get them, have not been great, have been hit or miss too. So it may be an issue with just pickles in general. But uh, I will say that the pickles I got in uh, Disneyland were not good this time. They were really, really bad compared to previous uh and even just normal pickles, I, they were not good. Uh, Dude, yeah, what a disappointment. The Mickey's Mix Magic fire, uh, Fireworks Show was good. Uh, we really enjoyed it. But uh, uh, definitely it was something that you want to, I think you'd want to stand in like uh, the down uh, in the main street area for watching the show because they shoot the during the show they have a bunch of bubbles and they do snow and everything and all that stuff and i don't think you'll get that if you're out by the the castle but they project a lot of like videos and stuff too on the buildings they do the same thing on the castle as well but i almost say that the videos may like uh make it so it's hard to focus on the uh fireworks show itself so i mean i don't know the, the videos were entertaining too so it was, it was okay but i mean that's just something to be aware of it, i was watching the videos probably more than i was watching the fireworks at that point but i guess that makes it you know gives you two things to watch if you want uh value baby <laughs> So um, I think that's pretty much uh, the the lines to get into the into the parks weren't too bad. So, but we didn't we weren't there at rope drop, but we were there pretty soon after, uh, like about eight thirty ish nine was the time we were getting in. So we weren't there too late. Uh, the wife and I both got to have our uh, our. Uh, breakfast ronto wrap at disneyland in galaxy's edge so that there was we good go. um but yeah nice. it was a little bit disappointing in that you know some of those things that i was i really wanted to try waltz chili and that wasn't out they they weren't selling that at this point uh, anywhere uh mm. uh 
I was lucky, but I had to really track down where to buy a turkey leg since I think they only had two stands in in Disneyland that were selling them. So it's kind of a weird time to be visiting. Uh, definitely, you're not getting the the full experience uh, if you go there at this point. But then, to some degree, it's a little bit better than it would be at this time of the year because normally it would be like no, <laughs> there would be no uh, way you could move around there with all the strollers and stuff uh, and people. But yeah. We were able to pretty much ride a lot of our rides. I did not get to ride uh, Radiator Springs Racers because I didn't want to stand in that line. I had already been sunburned pretty dude, bad. Brutal. <laughs> uh, it re- dude, it scorched me. I think I'm still recovering uh, from that line. Did get the wife onto uh, Grizzly Rapids, and she got the worst of it, so I don't know if we're going to be able to get her on a water ride ever again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in i don't Florida. know man it's she got the full brunt of everything it was so funny because we started the ride i was like you're in the middle like you know in the grizzly rapids when you're in that circle you usually don't want to be next to one of the entrances so she wasn't next to one of the entrances she was basically had like a seat between her and me I think, and no, yeah, like she had, she no, she had a seat between her and me and she had an empty seat on the opposite side of her. So she wasn't crowded by anybody. Uh, And then there was definitely more weight on the other part of the the two, but I, I guess, I don't know if maybe because there's so much weight on the other side, it caused more water to go to her side or what. But she got hit three times pretty good, especially at the end was like just insult to injury when we're at the end and they have those like water cannons shooting up the the geysers. Yeah, the geysers. And even the little kid who was like, yeah, we made it out. All right. And then that, that uh, geyser shot up and just hit, just drenched us all. We got off of that. We were so wet. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, well, dude, it, it sounds like, generally speaking, pretty good trip. So Henry, is is the magic back? I would say the, the magic is back. Uh, it's still not back 100%, but the magic is definitely back. On that note, that just about does it for today. Remember, you can catch The Great Park Cop each and every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast service just so happens to be. As always, if you made it this far, you're hopefully enjoying the podcast. So don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and to hit that like button. This has been episode 56 of The Great Park Hop, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Until then, stay healthy, everybody. Henry, you take care, big guy. You too, man. Hey, man, I, I, uh, I'm wishing you weeks of good pickles ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.